This is a Hot Pie Media Original. This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, is there anything that is preventing you from achieving your goals? Anything at all? Is there a reason that you seem like you're in Stuckville and you just can't move forward? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and really match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I love that you're able to chat with them within 48 hours and it's not a crisis line. It's not for self-help. It really is just professional therapy and you can do this securely online. The services are available no matter your time zone and you can log into your account anytime and send your message to your therapist. It's like having them on speed dial. You can even schedule a weekly video or phone session, and you never have to sit and wait in a lobby. BetterHelp is really committed to, you know, facilitating those great therapeutic matches, and they make it super easy and free to change therapists if you need to do so. I know with a lot of the service providers of anti-human trafficking organizations and people like you who are listening to this could have some vicarious trauma and the therapists they see don't normally allow them to move back and forth. And so here you're able to change therapists if you need to do so, um, so that you find a better fit. Now, BetterHelp really wants you to start living a happier life today. So please visit their website, betterhelp.com. And because they're doing such a great job, you can join over a million people who have taken charge of their own mental health and with the help of an experienced professional. And so we have an actual special offer for you today for all of the Inhumane podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash inhumane. Welcome back to another episode of the Inhumane Podcast. Um, Gosh, the elite. (laughs) Whether they're in business, they're entrepreneurs, they're in reality television, athletes, musicians, politicians, and many alike have such influence over our culture, right? We, We as a culture idolize these people. We buy what they tell us to buy. We wear what they tell us to wear. We live where they tell us to live. We even now, um, in the past at least two presidential elections, um, or actually three, four, um, we even vote the way they tell us to vote. Um, So they have a very heavy influence over us. We believe like 99% of what they say is like gospel, it's truth. Um, And again, 99% of the time, it's very one-sided, right? Where it benefits them financially. It doesn't, they're not giving this information. They're not sharing all of this because it's for the greater good of society or for your soul. It's really just so that they can benefit financially. And when it comes out that they're actually these terrible people um, or another person in their circle says that they're a bad person and some of the things that they've done, um, I don't know, 
we give them passes. Um, they'll cancel us, right? They lately over the past few years, um, if someone was a jerk in public, they call their their job, they call their homeowners association so that these people, people, regular Joes like you and me or Janes, um, we get fired. They right, they spin the story, it's very one-sided, and then poof, these people are getting fired. Because maybe they were having a bad day or maybe because they really are a jerk. Um, but huge differences between the people that we idolize who don't need any more help financially. Let's just put that out there. Um, and yet for people like you and me, no passes at all whatsoever, no grace at all whatsoever, no justification. Um, we forgive them. We even forgive them or won't even acknowledge when they have shown acts of pedophilia or human trafficking. Won't even do that. Or they're associated with someone who does that, right? But what would happen to you and I if that was the case? This, this mentality of justifying and making excuses for them or understanding, it really destroys the human trafficking and sexual assault victims and victims of all kinds, really, whose predators are someone famous or of, you know, who's someone who is prominent within their community. Um, we never believe the victim. It's absolutely 100% detrimental to the anti-human trafficking movement when we don't believe the victim. We can't fathom that someone would do this at all whatsoever. Um, and I say all this because I have to cover the Ghislaine Maxwell um, trials that have been happening. Um, it's so important, you know, for me and those of you who don't know, right, she's a former girlfriend um, and partner of the accused pedophile and human trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. Um, we've been waiting a long time for this uh, trial, of course. Um, they had to find her, right? Because she fled and changed her name and was in hiding. So we definitely need to do this because it is so important. This trial is either going to take the anti-human trafficking movement forward in 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 a positive light for you know, the the fight against human trafficking and the fight to protect um, the vulnerable, the fight in prosecuting people who exploit these individuals, in the fight for actually prosecuting and holding the buyers, the buyers um, accountable for what it is that they're they're doing. It's detrimental. Uh, um, and we just we have to cover it. We have to cover it. I think it's important if you listen to the Inhumane podcast for you too as well, definitely take breaks during it. Um, make sure that we're having moments where we're able to go for a walk or meditate or ex whatever it is that you do to help you kind of decompress and, you know, get back in it. Like this trial is going to change literally the movement whether it's going to give us more fighting power or it's going to bring us almost back to like the dark ages, as I like to call it. So in 2020, Maxwell was charged, right, by the U.S. federal government with crimes of in enticing minors 
and sex trafficking of underage girls. And actually, the U.S. Virgin Islands as well announced um, in July of 2020 that Maxwell was also under investigation in the Caribbean uh, territory. There are eight counts, um, you know, and stemming from what the prosecutors say, uh, what her role of sexual sexually exploiting um, women. And these charges include enticing minors to travel and engage in criminal sexual activity, transporting minors um, with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity as well. Um, she she has a she has a slew of charges, right? Now, I want y'all to understand there are four women. There are women that are actually facing their accuser. Um, these these brave women, because there is no other word to describe them but brave, um, they're sharing their experiences that they had as teenagers for the most part, like in the in the early 90s and, and throughout. Um, only one, if I'm not mistaken, and we, we really only heard from like half of them so far in the trial. Um one was not supposedly underage, according to like the UK laws. Um, so she was of like consent age, in other words. Um, but like these girls, these women, and and I'm I'm going to probably go back and forth and say girls and women because they're having to go back and remember as children, right? Because a minor is a child. I don't care if they're 16. I don't care if they're 14. They're still a child or they'd be able to do whatever they want. So they're having to go back and put themselves in that childlike space of what they experienced. Um, and these women testifying against her, like, I commend them on so many levels because this is the hardest part. There is, I mean, you can ask tons of law enforcement who work in this space of just, just say domestic violence and sexual assault and uh, stalking, those kinds of things. They know the challenge is to get someone, uh, the victim to come forward. To even A, just tell the police, right? Tell law enforcement. Um, and then B, even pressing charges. Uh, and then C, actually going to trial and actually facing them. It is such a huge, huge process in your brain. We're not even talking about the emotions yet to actually get someone to, you know, to come forward and do that. So I have to acknowledge these women. And even though some of them, their identities are protected for their own uh, protection and their family's protection and their children's protection, um, I, I'm hoping that and I'm praying that other victims in any capacity look at these individuals as as role models in the sense of, wow. They're doing this for the rest of us, right? They are taking fire for the rest of us. Um, and and maybe I can too. And it may, hopefully it can give somebody else courage because that's what we need. And it's not that they're not courageous if they don't come forward. Um, it's just a different kind is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> you know, they're going to have to relive these nightmares, right? 
and what they from what they actually experienced in real life. And I just again, I, I just can't I can't commend them enough and I thank them um for actually being able to to come forward. Um, because these women are gonna be literally whether their identity is hidden or not, it'll eventually right come out. And even even if it never does, just what's happening to them already in the courtroom, they are literally being drugged by the hair through the mud already. Right? It's already happening. Cause no one could ever believe that someone of this elite status would ever exploit someone. Right. Like Jeffrey Epstein was a very wealthy financial advisor. He was a very, very wealthy. Ghislaine Maxwell, extremely wealthy woman as well. Um, there's like transactions made to her from like, uh, I believe the number was like 30 million within a shortened certain time frame. We'll talk about that um, later down the road. But who has $30 right, million dollars transferred to their bank, whatever they used it for. But these are very elite people. How could they, why would they ever make money off of somebody else, right? They already have the money. That's at least the saying that I always get whenever this com comes up is like, what do you mean? Why would they need to traffic anyone? Why would they need to abuse anyone? They could get anyone, right? They can get anyone to fall at their feet because of their wealth. Why do they need to exploit? Why do they need to traffic someone for money? Um, but if I did it, if you did it as a as as a listener, right, we'd be trash, like behead her, <laughs> lock her up and throw away the key, lock him up and throw away the key. Right. And very well deserved. Very well deserved. I think anyone who, um, you know, sexually abuses children and um, exploits them and profits off of them. Yeah, I think that you should be going to prison for a very long time and I don't care who you are. But for some reason, it's so different when it is someone of this elitist, you know, like status. And I'd like to know and I'd like to ask the public is, what is the difference, right? What is the difference between Joe Schmo exploiting or purchasing or trafficking young people, what is the difference when they do it opposed to someone who if you've seen on television or um, their circle of friends are these, you know, athletes or politicians? What is the difference? Why does one get a pass and the other does not? That is such a, it seems like such an easy question, but in reality, it's not. And when we're having these conversations with people, these are the, the things that always come up. They're, they don't have to do that. They have all the money in the world. Everyone falls at their feet. We don't, it doesn't even make sense. Is it because you idolize this person and you don't idolize the Joe Schmo? Is that what it is? We idolize, we've been taught, we've been groomed ourselves to actually idolize these individuals. So anything they do, we give them a pass. I, I'm sure they work hard. I don't think they work as hard <laughs> as the people um, who have to live paycheck to paycheck or have to, you know, uh, work two, four jobs kind of thing, because they don't have people around them helping them with that work. They have to do that themselves. So I say all that because is, is that why? 
it's this fantasy person and here this person's living the struggle and I don't want to be like that person. So yeah, they're crappy, horrible, trashy individual for doing these things, right? How can we stop these monstrosities from happening if we can't even believe someone doing it? I think that's another really, really big question because if we don't believe the victim, then who will we ever believe? Because I tell you what, these politicians, these celebrities, these athletes, the elite, they don't care about you and I, and they definitely don't care about these individuals who've been exploited and they're victims. They don't care. So why do we come to their rescue so quickly? Right? Why do they come? Why do we come to their rescue so quickly? Why we are are we in utter disbelief that these victims could be telling the truth? Um, how do we prevent another young person from being lured into the world of grooming and exploitation and having every one of their human rights violated? How how do we do that if when you're watching this trial or ignoring this trial? You're just like, there's no way that that could have happened. 100% absolutely no. Can't happen. I know it's, uh, it's, I think it's a tough one in the sense of it's going to have to make you change your whole, your whole thinking. Because we do, we live in this broken world, right? We live in it. But to only think that people with less money are capable of doing it opposed to people who have all of this money or this pretend money, right? Because let's be real also, a lot of these individuals show things that it's not real. It's not a real life. It's a fantasy life. Yet we idolize that. This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is brought to you by Canopy.us. Now, I know you've heard me talk a lot about the dangers of online in our world today. So I'm here to tell you about a few tips that can help protect your kids online from porn and sexting. I highly recommend, of course, to use parental controls on all of your family's devices. But the truth is that the average age of exposure to porn is 11 years old. And one in four kids have received a sext and one in seven have actually sent one. So that's why Canopy is such an important app to install on your kids' devices. Canopy actually helps prevent the exposure to porn before it happens. They use their technology actually filters images and videos in milliseconds. And when Canopy detects a nude or lingerie-esque image, it's saved to your child devices, it will give them the option to delete or send to you for approval. That's like a lot of checks and balances. So you can try Canopy for today by using the code INHUMANE and check out for 30 days free and 20% off for life at canopy.us. I just, I, I can't, it's hard for me to comprehend how we can only believe, like I said, one demographic and not the other. Um, and that's going to, that's going to really be the game changer when it comes to, you know, the anti-human trafficking movement, the fight against modern day slavery. So there's a couple of things I want to mention 
that's happening and that happened in the first couple of days of, of the trial. Um, this is going to be a little bit of an overview. And then some of the other episodes, we're going to kind of go a little bit more in depth. And <clears throat> there's a lot of things to think about, right? When we're going through this trial, one of the things that I definitely want you to keep in mind is the media just sucks. Like, their coverage of the trial when you go deeper into the days is absolutely a- absurd. Like it is, you're going to see a lot of one-sidedness and you need to not just believe constantly the one-sidedness. We're, you're already in that space. That's what my whole intro was about, right? Is we believe these uh, athletes, elite individuals, politicians, and celebrities, and they give us only one side. Well, the media does the exact same thing. They do the exact same thing. And your brain, your senses need to come over that. And you need to do a little bit more investigation as well as why why aren't we playing both sides, right? Why aren't we seeing the other side, the other perspective? Because that's true diversity. It's not just the color of my skin and the color of your skin. It is actually, we have different ways of thinking because we were raised differently. We have different experiences and we need to have those conversations about these different perspectives. So fine. Play on the defense side, but then I need you to hop over on the prosecutor side and pay attention to what these victims are saying and the questions that the prosecutor is asking and even even how the judge is ruling because there's a couple of things already where I'm like, you dismissed what or you're not allowing what evidence? Why not? That needs to be in here 100%. So there's some shady things already going on. and. And I'd love to preface with, I believe in our constitution. I totally believe, and I'm very grateful that you're innocent until proven guilty. And you need to hear all the evidence before you can, you know, start condemning people and things of that nature. Like we just saw that in the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. And so I do believe 100% you need to, you know, that they're innocent until proven guilty. The difference here is Ghislaine Maxwell was the girlfriend and partner of Jeffrey Epstein. And he was, um, he was charged years ago before any of this came out for allegedly raping a minor over here and a minor over there. So all, so things were already, there was already a pattern is what I'm trying to say. And she's not this innocent bystander. And again, giving someone a pass, but laws have changed dramatically. So for example, when uh, there was a lot of gang related things happening in the U.S. and a lot of like drive-by shootings, especially like on the West Coast, when you were a driver and usually they selected a female because then she could say, well, I didn't know anything, right? Um, And they did a drive-by and they killed someone. Guess what? The laws changed and they're now prosecuting and sentencing those drivers because it's like you're in it. You didn't come. You didn't say anything. You didn't share. You didn't go to law enforcement. You didn't do anything. So you're not an innocent bystander because you actually witnessed the crime. And so I am already labeling Ghislaine that way because 
She's not an innocent bystander. She was with this man for a very long time and constantly out and seen with these um, women and seen with these young girls. So to me, I have to look at her from that point of view and not just this, oh, she's the escape goat because we didn't get to you know, really sentenced Jeffrey Epstein. He didn't get to play out his sentence because he allegedly killed himself, right? Um, because I know a lot of people in this space, they definitely believe that he was murdered and and didn't kill himself because of all the information he knows of all the buyers, right? So think of it that way. And I, I, I want to start planting that seed of there isn't an innocent bystander. If you do nothing, you're not an innocent bystander. And painting Ghislaine Maxwell in, in this light is terrible to any, it's a slap in the face to honestly any victim, any victim out there of domestic violence, sexual assault, and, and human trafficking and exploitation. Um, we can't just throw our hands up and say, oh, because she's a female. And that is another reason why this trial is so important for you to pay attention to. This is a woman that is on trial and she's looking at like 80 years um, sentencing because we're always looking at the man and and never opening our eyes as the public to see that a female could actually do this, that a female is actually recruiting and grooming um, young people and exploiting them and abusing them and selling them into the into the sex trade. And so this is going to be very eye-opening for the public um, because now they're not just blaming men and not just seeing that it's men. And I'll tell you, in my experience... <laughs> Even though you have a lot of traffickers, and I'm talking like low-level traffickers, right? They're they're these pimps, like gorilla pimps, and they, you know, smack their uh, victims around and dehumanize them and belittle them, um, and they do all these horrible things to them. But every time I come across a female trafficker, they are the most ruthless, conniving, manipulative disgusting, horrible, almost like on a, like a, a psychopathic kind of demeanor. Like some of the things they do are just, you're like, whoa, that's new. Whoa. How can they, how can they be so inhumane? They are some of the worst, more, they do more terrible things than some of these men. And and so this needs to be out in the open. And this really, you know, when you're listening to this and then you start going and looking it up, you know, that's going to kind of change the algorithm, right? Whatever media does to manipulate it, to make it seem like nobody's watching and nobody cares, trust and believe if we keep pushing forward with it, it's going to come out on how many people actually are paying attention. And it needs to be in the forefront for the anti-trafficking movement to prevent future victims, to protect current victims. This is so important. And I, I hope you listen and I hope you go and investigate um, more on your own um, because if you want to stop modern day slavery, 
if you want to prevent it in your community, in your culture, in your society, then this is, it's that important for you to pay attention to. Um, So let's talk about real quick. um, One, one thing that was, (sighs) that was said. Um, So, so far, right. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's private pilot has come on, um, you know, to to testify or they, they called him up. And he definitely says that there was two former presidents, which is President Trump and President Clinton, that they have been on his private plane before and gone to, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's um, pedophile sex trafficking island. And it's really unfortunate because when you're investigating, you're looking up or even some of the DMs I get um, from people in conversation, all they want to do is like attack uh, and say, see, Trump did it. And I'm like, did you see there was another president? Oh, but I don't believe Clinton did. I'm like, you don't believe Clinton did it? Do you not remember Monica Lewinsky? Like it's another sexual inappropriate act, right? Um, do you recall all of the women who have accused President Bill Clinton um, for sexual assault as well? Like, you can't just name one person again. And I'm going to circle back to why I did my intro, because we're so blinded. And I know it may hurt. I know it may hurt when you have idolized someone and you have followed them for so long and they do something as humane as this, and you just think there's no way you're in, you're in utter disbelief. Right. And so then you only want to go after one of the individuals and not the other, and you're already biased. And I have to talk about that because you're never going to see this victim as a victim. And you're never going to believe that human trafficking happens at every single level. It happens at people to people that are extremely poor. It happens to people who live in great neighborhoods. It happens to the Hollywood elite. It happens within athletes and musicians. Like more and more people are starting to be brave to talk about it. And yet they cancel that individual, right? Or they say they had a breakdown or whatever the case may be, because we can't have you not idolize, idolize celebrities. How would they make their money? How would you go to a movie theater, right, and purchase their movie? Yeah, because it's it's totally happening and we're in control of it, but we just don't want to believe. So I encourage you that when I mention names from the Glenn Maxwell trial, that you look at all of them, regardless if you vote right or vote left, because I could care less in human trafficking. The fight against human trafficking takes everyone. It takes the Green Party, it takes the Democrats, it takes the Republicans, it takes the Libertarians, and everybody else in between. It takes them all to actually come. This is one of the the areas where they can actually join the fight and do it together. So I just need a preface. If I'm mentioning one president, you should care that both of them were there or uh, participated in a different way if that comes out. So it, it can't be just one. You, you, you can't do you can't do that. Um, and at least on this show, I can't allow you to 
I can't allow you to do that, right? Um, so, so yeah, because it's all over the place. Uh, besides the two presidents that the pilot name, he also did name uh, Prince Andrew, which is, of course, um, British royalty. Um, and that's pretty much what he said about them. He did not say that he saw them with women or uh, minors or anything along those lines. He just mentioned those three. Um, but again, if the prosecution does it right, if you name three, then those logs that have been talked about for years, um, even during the Epstein trial, where are they and why aren't they coming out? Right. Why? Why don't we know who was really on that list completely and why aren't they being prosecuted um, or at least being forced to testify or being questioned so we can find out and investigate if they actually participated in, um, you know, having sexual conduct um, with a minor? Because. The law is it doesn't matter if you knew or you didn't know you purchased sex sex and this person is a is a minor. And so that is human trafficking. Human trafficking one on one right there. And and they have to pay for what they did. Um, and then that is a huge deterrence for them to stop purchasing sex. Right. Which then decreases the demand. So. I kind of just laid down the law of what we're going to be talking about in the next few episodes and the perspective from someone who works with human trafficking victims and organizations and um, how I think the public can really get involved and why we need to watch this trial. So come back for episode two. We're going to talk about the housekeeper. And we're also going to talk about um, a little bit about the, the grooming process as well as we're starting to hear these brave victims um, actually, you know, testify against Ghislaine Maxwell. So we'll see you for episode two. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.